Good evening, and welcome to Georgette Pierre Radio. I'm your host for this evening, Wednesday, November 30th. Three mixtapes in, ill hip-hop flows, and a few live performances later, her lady raps are nothing to F with. First lady of hip-hop crew, Cooley High, and Grammy Award-winning producer, Night and Wonders, Jamla Records, Rhapsody has paid her dues as a respected lyricist. Since first speaking with her almost a year ago, she humbly released Return of the B-Girl, and not once to take a vacay from the music, she, a few months later, she released Think Her Now. Now on her third digital release, For Everything, Rap Diddy is in a different zone. She joins me tonight for a part three discussion, discuss how she's evolved lyrically since her first release, how she met her rap hero, Jay-Z, and what's it like to blaze the internet waves with nice wonder as her mentor. Join me on the discussion, 347-202-0591. I welcome Rhapsody. Hey, lady, how are you? Hey, how you doing, sister? It's been a while. How are you doing? Well, I know. I know. How have you been? (laughs) I've been good. I've been real good, working, working hard, a lot of work. I know. I know. I was just going over your... um you're just your your tape that you just released a couple of weeks ago, going over some of my favorite songs. Um, I, I'm digging it. I'm really, 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 really digging it. Oh, uh, thank you. What are some of your favorites? I have to say the Aaliyah mashup. I and I call it Aaliyah mashup, <laughs> but the Jamla Girls, Jamla Boys, and uh-huh. um, I just it kind of just took me back. It took me back because I was listening to some Aaliyah the other day too. And was that Heather B singing on the track? Yeah, yeah. She um she backed it up to make it make it a little bigger. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely dug it. I definitely dug it. I definitely dug it. So, it's been almost a year since you last spoke, um, and I just saw you in New York maybe about a month ago. Um, what have you been up to since you last spoke? I know you, you got the digital release, but what else have, has been going on with Rhapsody? Um, other than the, you know, the two releases, thank her now for everything. Um, I went on tour with Mac Miller. Um, I went on tour with LRG, Freddie Gibbs, uh, Ninth Wonder Kid Daytona. And I went on tour with Ninth and Fonte. So, you know, other than that, you know, jamming in the studio recording every day. Yeah. Yeah. How was the tour with Mac Miller? I know he's definitely doing his thing as well. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. Um, That was my first solo tour and tour of that size. Like, you know, every city we went to, every venue was sold out. Um, but it was it was crazy, a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was good to get to know Mac and Tree J and Sweet James, and you know, you know, just driving from city to city and you know, rocking out to you know kids that have never heard of me before. But you know, just to have the opportunity to do that, meet new people, and introduce myself to you know other other people out there. It was it was a good experience, a real good experience. I learned a lot. So you know. I learned something from that tour, and I carried it over to the LRG tour, and I learned from that. And, of course, went on tour with Ninth and Fonte. Like, Fonte like incredible. So it's been a good time. Yeah. Well, so, um, so I'm assuming with the relationships that you're building, are, are you and Mac going to work on something maybe in the future? You know, maybe, um, maybe I'm, there's definitely more music to be made here and there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know he's working on, I think I saw the other day he tweeted he's working on four projects this year. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, um, he's already working on four. Um, I'm starting on my album. So, you know, throughout time, you know, that's my homie. We have a love for music, so, of course, more music will be made. But as far as anything yeah. together, no, nah, we haven't really talked about that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now, as far as just your comparison, um, you know, how would you fare for everything compared to Return of the Beagle when you first started to think her now? Um what 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 are your thoughts on that? To me, I think it's a lot more personal, introspective. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, um, I'm kind of curious. Right. Uh, 
with Return of the B-Girls, my, my first solo project, I had done, you know, a lot of work with Cooley, but, you know, this was just me for the first time. And I think with that one, you know, it was just all about rapping and showing that I could rap and I had skills. Right. And, it, you know, it was less focus, less concepts, you know, just dope beats and trying to, trying to do dope rhymes. And, um, you know, with Thank Her Now, I started to get a little bit more personal and, you know, still trying to fill out the sound that I wanted and still trying to perfect my cadence, my flow, because, you know, every rapper has a unique sound or cadence that they use. So, you know, just trying to really hone in on that and perfect it. I think it was for everything, you know, I got a little closer to perfecting that, and I think I finally settled into the sound I'm going for. So, and, you know, maturing as far as how to really make an album, because, you know, the more I work with Knight, the more I learn from him. And, you know, more concepts, um, more putting myself in my music, you know, me and letting people know my story and, you know, just falling in love with that. So I think that's the main difference, just the growth, growth aspect. No, I, and the, the funny thing is, as you said that, because that's exactly what I got when I heard for everything. And, and, you know, some of the songs you seem to be really in the zone, um, especially with All oh, Black Everything and the autobiography <laughs> of that means. And I was like, yo, like, this is, this is, I mean, I, I heard that evolution, and I'm like, I wonder if, if um, I wonder how she would fare it against the first two, but no, you, you know, I just, I, I really dug those as well, because it was that personal. And it was, it was more so like, okay, now I'm learning more about who that city is, you know. Um, right. But how, how did some of the concepts at least come together, you know, when you were going through this third digital release, like, what was your goal? What did you want to get across? Because this may have been, you know, first time for those checking you out that may not have heard the first two mixtapes. Right. Um, I think with Thank Her Now, I got more comfortable with putting more of my story and, you know, things that I've seen and been through into my music. So, you know, that just naturally carried over, um, you know, I get a beat and I'd be like, man, I don't know what to write about. And I was like, you know, write about your life, you know, things you do every day because, you know, he knows I wear black. He's like, man, you wear black all the time, you know. <laughs> he, came up, he came up with that concept, you know, do it like I wear black, I wear black tees because I was like, oh, that's a dope idea. And sometimes I get a beat and it's just like, this is just what it makes me feel like it brought me out. So, you know, I just got more of trying to think of concepts and that just carried over, you know, from talking to Ninth and doing Thank Her Now and, you know, studying other albums, whether it be Blueprint or Reasonable Doubt or whatever, you know, just the concepts of it. So, you know, I think yeah. I learned with Thank Her Now that what more people liked about that other than Over Return of the B-Girl was that it was more personal. So yeah. I just wanted to keep going more personal and, you know, having, because, you know, you like to have music you can relate to. Like yeah. Crush Crew, everybody yeah. has gone through that friendship zone. So I think that was it, you know, just making it relatable to the listener. Yeah, and then, and then as you said, that I, the first thing I thought about was Crush Groove and the video. And I was like, oh, that's a cute video. Um, <laughs> now, it's, I mean, obviously, that's a situation I would I, I would assume that happened to you, kind of dabbling with a friendship that could be something more than right. a friendship. I mean, <laughs> most definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's all Rhapsody. I can dig that. Like, I feel that so hard. Um for for those that it's like I get like I said you know being exposed to your music for the first time is, are there any uh, particular songs that you would direct them to uh, to kind of get a feel of who you are even with your Cooley High stuff but who is Rhapsody and and what songs define Rhapsody lyrically and and just who you are overall Wow for everything um, let me see definitely the autobiography it's like you know children right 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 <laughs> it's like you know they're all children for yeah. different reasons. Right. I guess to get to know me, you know, definitely the autobiography of um, M. Evans, Culture Over Everything, um, A Woman's Work, (laughs) 
Yeah, and that was another one I liked. That was another one I liked, yeah. Thank you. And, you know, I, wow, let me think. Those, those are the main three, I think. But, um, okay. you know, all of them have something that you can learn about me, whether it be 420. You know, I don't, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> when so many right, people right, around right. me I do. I got that concept in there, yeah. Um, dear friends, just, you know, the appreciation of having peers and elders in the game that reach back and teach you and, you know, push you forward and support you. Like, that's something that I really hold dear, and I don't take that for granted. Like, that means a whole lot to me. And I'm very loyal to those people. Um, you know, but I think the, the project as a whole, like, from beginning to end, from the intro to, you know, not not only is it because I have a love for music, but... I want to make my parents proud, and I want to be able to support them and, you know, doing what I love. So, you know, all of it. And, you know, songs like the joint Rock the Bells of Kendrick Lamar, but sometimes I just like to have fun with words and see how much I can do just just with words, like just the art and skill. I like, I love the art and skill of rhyming and, you know, just trying to see how deep and how many words, you know, I could flip and metaphors and paint pictures with words, like, I literally have fun with that. It's a challenge to me, and I like being challenged to do that. And working with artists like Kendrick Lamar who push you, man, like, so I was like, man, this guy's about to outwrap me. <laughs> like, they keep you on your toes. Like, you don't, I don't want to be outwrapped in my own song, so, you know, it just yeah. pushes you to go better, so. No, I was going to say, like, as far as, like, stretching yourself, and, and, and I loved how Kendrick Lamar was on there. I know he, um, he happens to be one of my favorite artists uh, on the strength of, um, I, I feel like he's in, in a different lane, but in a different lane that, 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 that I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I like his, I like his storytelling. I like that he can relate, you know, to, I mean, he can bring in the Black Panther concept to what's going on now. It's just, you get all of that with him. I mean, did you all get a chance to actually go in the studio together? How did that, that relationship, how did that hook up? Um, then. The Rock the Bell song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he had a show at North Carolina Central, which is 20 minutes from Raleigh. So, um, of course, you know, Ninth invited him to the studio, and I think I was there recording. I had just finished recording one, and he came, and me and, me and King Mez went there. We were talking about Nas versus Jay-Z. <laughs> you know, I yeah. introduced myself. I told him I was a big fan. Um, I met the crew, and Ninth. <clears throat> I left to take one of his homies to the store, and I started playing some of the jams for for everything. And when I came back, I was like, he said he he said, you know, I gotta be on it. So he reached out and he said he wanted to be on it and blessed me. And I'm I'm thankful for that. So um, I let him I let him pick the beats. I let him pick the beat. I was like, I had a couple that were up there, and he said he liked the Rock the Bells joint. So he asked me, he's like, how many you want me to write? Sixteen. I was like, man, just write till you can't write no more. There are no rules with me. I don't really care. Just want you to do you. So, you know, we just we went for broke. Um, he wrote it, he recorded it, and you know, we after that we sat and we talked in the back. Uh, we talked about being fans of Reasonable Doubt and Jay Z. Like those, are, we both share that together. Like that's our favorite rappers. And, you know, we talked about cookout places to eat in North Carolina and Absol and just the music, the culture. And he left to go to the next city that he had to rock in. So, you know. That's the very humble. I mean, I know it's a different. I know it's a different uh, energy when the artists are actually in the studio together recording a song, opposed to throwing it, you know, music files, sharing over the internet. So um, that's what's up. I I, I like him a lot. I'm glad that y'all were able to link up Uh, because when I saw his name, I was like, oh snap! 
and 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 I have to actually go back and listen to it first a couple of times because I was mm-hmm. trying to catch everything he was everything saying. He's saying. That's, that's what Kedrick, right? That's what Kedrick does for me. Like when he's mm-hmm. when he's spinning, I'm like, okay. When he did the interlude on Drake's album, I'm like, well, hold on, let me run this back real quick. And 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 that's the same vibe he gave me when he was, you know, on on for everything when I did the rock the bell. So um, yeah, yeah, that's word. Word. It's cool. Let's. Speaking of Jay-Z, perfect segue, I, I saw that you uh, tweeted, I guess, when you were in New York. I got to see you about um, last month when you were touring. You know, how did that work out? I know you you're, you you dig him. How did you meet him? How was that for you? What was Man, that like for you? It was a magical moment. Uh, I shared it all on Twitter. It was very magical. Um, we were, that, that's the show you came to at B.B. King's. Um, yeah. We, yeah. We just got done rocking at B.B. King's. It was me, ninth. Hollow and Rory, um, he works at Def Jam. And, you know, after the show, we were packing up, talking to people. Like, the timing of it is, is crazy how it all fell out because, you know, um, people are stopping us. You know, we're like, come on, Hollow stopping to take pictures. Mike is stopping to take pictures and talk to fans. And we're trying to make it to this Angela Lee party. We didn't know Jay was there. We were just trying to make it to the party, you know, before it got too late. And so we're walking and people are stopping and we get to the the interest where you go in and me, Ninth, and Hollow are part of the Zulu Nation, and we saw some of our Zulu brothers, and um, <clears throat> we stopped and talked to them for a minute, and we saw two Maybachs out, outside of the club, and Ninth always told me when he went to baseline that there was a Maybach out front, that Jay-Z was there right. at the studio, so there were two Maybachs out front of the club, and um, it, didn't, it didn't dawn on me that that's who was in there, it didn't dawn on Ninth. I didn't hear it, and I said, one of the people at the door is like, you know, such and such stays inside, and he's like, who? And he's like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. But I didn't I didn't hear any of this. So we're walking right. on the elevator, and the elevator goes down a floor, and it's ninth in front of me, and then Rory, and I'm third. And so when the elevator door is open, I couldn't see because ninth is so tall, and I just saw him, he put out his hands out to give whoever was in front of him a hug, and I heard him talking, and I'm like, man, when he slid to the side and I saw who it was, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the timing of it was crazy. Like as soon as the doors open, we're getting off and he's getting in. Like a second late, one more person stopped ninth or, you know, we would have missed him. So right. just the timing was crazy. So I was glad that Rory was in front of me because I had just a second to, to kind of get myself together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, Ninth yeah. introduced me. He told he told him I was a big fan, and it's it's all a blur. Like I told Ninth, like man, I don't even I can't even remember what he said to me all, and I can't all remember what I said to him. <laughs> but um, I remember shaking his. I think I remember shaking his right. I remember shaking his hand and telling him um, knowing that I was a big fan, and I think I might have said that a couple of times. It was a pleasure to meet him. And he, he shook my hand. I think he saw I was about to lose it, so he took his hands and put them both on my shoulder and looked at me and smiled. <laughs> and, um, oh, that is so funny. Oh, wow. Right. Um, <laughs> it was a pleasure. Like, it was, it was great to meet him. He's like, it's it nice to meet you. Um, and Beyonce was behind him. And she, like, she's so nice. She reached out and she gave me a hug. She's like, hi, I'm Beyonce. I was like, wow, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I congratulated them on the baby. And, you know, yeah. that was it. Um, him and I talked for a second later, and they left. That's like I always told Nice, I said if I ever meet him, you know, the one question I have to ask is for advice. I don't ask anything else. I didn't ask because, you know, the timing of it. They were of trying course. to leave and you know. So but maybe I'll get another chance. Yeah, no, I mean that that was perfect timing actually. So that's congrats <laughs> on that. I that I, I 
wow, 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 wow. Like, I don't even speak this for you. I was just like, whoa, like, this all happened so fast. Like, I saw you at the show next to you, know, you're tweeting that you met Candice C, and I'm just like, go around. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know. know things happen so fast for you. That's I don't doubt that you're going to run into him again. That's going to be what's up. That's that's what's up. Well, I, you know, speaking of Night Wonder, I know, you know, you all rap North Carolina. You know, J. Cole came out of Carolina, Fonte, Foreign Exchange, or at least, you know, um, Fonte being part of Foreign Exchange. How, what is it like working with Ninth Wonder? Um, you know, I know Ninth put North Carolina on the map, definitely Grammy Award winning producer, but still on the on the humble chill chip. I mean, humble chill chip is what I get from him. You know, just kind of checking him out, looking at his his um his documentary. What what is it like working with him? Oh man, um, <laughs> it's it's great. Like it's real easy. It's easy to work with Ninth. He's very patient. Um, he loves to teach, like, as a teacher in him. So, you know, we get in there and joke, like, it's no pressure. He gets in there and makes beat after beat after beat. And it's like, do you want this one? This is, if you don't want it, just let me know. I'll make another one. Whatever. It gives you ideas, you know. He's just like, he's a real good patient coach. And the energy around him is so good. Like, whether it's me or Raekwon or anybody that comes to the studio, they, they never want to leave and they always want to come back just because of the energy in the studio and the energy that he gives off. Like, he's a very humble dude, um, loves sports. We talk trash about sports all the time. Working with Knight <laughs> is great. You know, he's worked with Jay. He's worked with Mary J. Blige. He's worked with Buckshot. He's worked with Gene Gray, like so many. And everything he learns from them, you know, he shares it with his artists to help make us better. So, you know, it's, I couldn't be happier. Um, he lets us make our own decisions, but at, at, he gives us a lot of advice. But, you know, it's like Shaw's career. I'm going to give you the advice, but, you know, it's your decision to make. So, you know, it's it's an easy – I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's an easy place to be. I mean, I know you have mentioned talking about you are actually now working on an album. Now, is this going to be an album that's going to be released officially? Is this what the what have the mixtapes have been – you know, building up to you actually right. dropping an album on the on the label. Talk to us about that. Do you have a do you have a title? Is there any type of release date yet or anything like that? Um no, there's no release date. Uh okay. we're we're shooting for late spring, some summer of twenty twelve. So okay. no later than the summer it'll be here. Um but you know I'm I'm about ten songs deep and they have like a a spring summer feel, so that's why we went with spring and summer. Um, I had a title, but I changed it, and I think I'm going to change it again, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. I get the only, No, that's fair enough. That's fair right. enough. Okay. <laughs> so until I get a definite one, um, I'll keep that on, on laps. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's definitely what we've been working on, just to, you know, build a fan base and a good enough buzz and, you know, because you don't want to throw something out. I'm like I'm I'm really happy with the songs that we have. I'm looking forward. But I don't want to just throw right. these out. Like, you know, your first album is special. So, um, I think it's a good time to work work on one and put it out. Um, you know, that's that's about all I can say. Um, it's gonna be okay. you know an extension for everything. But you know, yeah. I'm still trying to it's, grow and tighten what I've already done even more. So, is he executive producing the whole album, or are you gonna work with some other producers as well? Oh no no um ninth ninth <laughs> be ninth all um, ninth wonder everything right, <laughs> right. yeah um, that's me me and ninth um the soul council on the production um okay. same as you know for everything I don't want a lot of features on this I told ninth if I could have two it would be um I really want most definitely Erica Badu oh nice 
and or Method Man, but um, okay, you know, that's what it is. okay, okay, that would be a nice one. Yes. Um, now I know going back to Cooley High real quick. What, what are you all working on? Are y'all? I got some things. I know a lot of you all were doing solo stuff. Are y'all coming back together? Did y'all release anything new recently? We have a, a joint called David Thompson dropping on December sixth, and um. It's not an official album, you know, it's it's like a street album, like for everything. Um, I'm only on about two songs, but, you know, because we've all been working on solo things and, you know, half of the group had moved to New York, which some of them had moved back to North Carolina, um, but we just wanted to keep the the Cooley High name and brand out there and, you know, give fans some music. So um, that'll be dropping December 6th. And after that, we're going to start working on our first official album. So nice, you know. okay. But this this one's mostly mostly Tad and Charlie. I've heard it all. I told him I love it. I think it's our best one. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited. I'm excited. No, that's good. I, I really I dug them too. Tab is one of my favorites. I um yeah. I love his style. I definitely love his style. Um, and Charlie Smart, he's so witty with his lyrics. Too. Yeah, man. So. Like Tab is incredible. <laughs> Like he, yeah. you know, he was in a group yeah. called Influential, and okay, I didn't know that was a group. Okay, yeah, and people get Cooley and Influential mixed up because you know we cross over because Charlie's in Influential too, but Influential okay. is like if Cooley were the roots per se, like it's, mm. it's live instrumentation. They have a beatboxer and a bass player and a drummer and it's two MCs. But <laughs> before there was a Cooley High, I used to go watch Influential shows. That's how you know I met the guys. And Tab used to freestyle whole like whole shows, <laughs> right, right. So right. like he's he's incredible. Like and you wouldn't know if you think it was a song. Like he's he's in, extremely talented. It's Charlie Swarton Tab. When they're are they still in New York? Are they back in North Carolina? Or are they back and forth? Um, everybody's in North Carolina now except Ill Digits oh. and Charlie Smarts. Um, but okay. Charlie Smarts is back and forth so much you wouldn't know he's gone. <laughs> Right. You know, every, yeah, it's every, so funny. As we left the show, we ran into him too at the show that you, you know, you were um, performing at with Fonte and, and Yeah, like, he came through. Like, Charlie, what's up? <laughs> Charlie, what's good? Yeah, he stays so, on the go. He stays working. I know it. I believe it. Now, I mean, just to throw this suggestion out there, I would love to hear a Heather V. Rhapsody mixtape. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, rap. I just, I'm curious. <laughs> If that's something that y'all ever thought about doing, I love her voice. I love her voice. I mean, I mean, oh. I know everyone's working on different things, but yeah, man, I've heard that from so many people, and we definitely talked about Have it. You? So, yeah, um, I think it's definitely something okay. we are going to do in the future. Um, okay. So you know, that's my sister. Like, I love Heather. She's bringing back that that Mary J. Blige, SWV, Faith Evans, yes, Stewart, um, yes, that hip hop soul. So she has another project coming out on. December twenty third. So okay, that's my sister. But yeah, we're we're definitely going to do a project together, no doubt. Okay. Okay, cool. You said her project coming out December twenty third. Yeah, Heather. It's called Hip Hop. Hip Hop Soul Lives. It'll be out December twenty third. Okay, cool, cool. Now, real quick, ways to keep up with you, your website. How can people find out what's going on with Rap City? Oh, um, I'm always on Twitter tweeting, <laughs> so they can. Um, and I, I try to talk to everybody, but um, Twitter at Rap City Music, R A P S O D Y Music, um, Facebook.com forward slash Rap City Music, uh, JamlaRecords.com, and you know they can for interviews, features. I know people want to send beats. Um, you can me on Gmail at dope raps, 
D-O-P-E-R-A-P-S at gmail.com. Cool, cool. Well, Rhapsody, you know it's such a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time for our Part 3 discussion. So hopefully everyone's caught up on who Rhapsody is, and if not, I got links for Part 1 and Part 2 interviews as well. So um, it's a pleasure. You know you're always welcome here. Let me know the next time you're back in New York. Oh, most definitely. Um, I love coming to talk to you, so I hope to come back again. (laughs) Yes, holler at me. Yes, well, you have a good one, lady. You too, sis. Okay, all right. Peace. Thanks to Rapsy again for always making time to chat with me. Check her out on RapsyOnline.com and on Twitter at Rapsy Music, spelled R-A-P-S-O-D-Y. You can catch this episode and other archive shows, podcasting on iTunes by searching Georgette Pierre in the iTunes store. Stay tuned for next week's episode on social media and the overindulgence. Until next time, thanks for listening. Peace.